0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlists, set your sleep timers to 60 minutes or less, because it's time for the podcaster that ponders pointless meanders. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And tonight's episode is sponsored by Reverie Sleep Systems. And and here's the things you need to know about Reverie Sleep Systems. One, I sleep in one, and and I love it. Reverie Sleep Systems built around a a simple idea. You're going to sleep better in a bed custom designed for you. And Reverie starts with a dream cell mattress, which can be custom-configured. These dream cells on both sides of the bed for you and your partner. Over 200 of them. And it's just not a matter of picking a bed medium, soft, or firm. There's 200 different points you can custom-configure, you know, around how you sleep, how your partner sleeps. And then unlike uh, memory foam mattresses that kind of sleep kind of hot and stuffy, the dream cell springs allow for air circulation so you get to control the temperature of your bed they are made from natural latex uh, so you don't have to worry about them retaining heat and the next part is is the power adjustable base and so that adjusts your head and your legs in infinite amount of positions you just use a remote or an app on your phone and you and your partner can make adjustments to both sides So one of you could stay up reading while the other one is sleeping. Or if someone snores, you can adjust the bed for snoring. Or if someone likes their their feet up or legs up a little bit, you can do that. And then the last thing is Reverie has a 101-night promise. So you don't got to go in a store and have somebody looking at you while you try out beds. And then you're like, well, I'm still not sure. Uh, These beds come with a 101-night promise. You can try the system risk-free at home. There's no delivery return fees or nothing. You try out the bed. That's how confident they are. And the main thing, of message I want to get across to you, you, you got to get the info kit because that's where you're going to find it. There's so much more I could tell you about this bed. And to remind you, just go to Reverie.com. Mystery Bard, should they go to Reverie.com and get their info kit?
1: Reverie is a mattress system. Once you see what it can do, you will be wanting to try it. Check the info, you won't deny it reverie.com and click on the info kit learn what it can do for you that's all you gotta do that's it so go to reverie.com and click on the info kit if you do that you're gonna wanna try it that's for sure Reverie.com.
0: So that's it. R e v e r i e. Go to the top right corner, have the info kit. They can send it to you. You can download it there. Make make sure to tell them you heard about it on the podcast. And that's in a little drop down menu. And get this info kit. All right. And I'm sleeping on this bed. And I feel like if Muskie was making a Tesla bed, this is this is what would be made. It is. And I was going out of town. So I know, I was sleeping on this bed, I went out of town, and now I'm back. It is amazing. It has has the support, I just sleep so good in it, and it has the the adjustable base. So they have like the zero gravity setting like you see in those zero gravity chairs, but you're in bed. So you're in a recliner and you're in bed at the same time. You can't beat that. But go get the info at Reverie.com. Find out more. Support the show, support Reverie, but, but but we're working together to support a good night's sleep, alright? Let's get on to the show. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play, I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to do is uh, take your mind, to create. A, what I guess I take your mind off of stuff to create a safe place uh, here, where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, thinking, feeling, sensing, travel, noises, anticipation, dread, or something totally different, whatever is uh, got you up. I'm going to try to take your mind off. That's that's one part of a safe place. Another part is I'm going to send my voice here across the deep, dark night to kind of keep you company and or, uh, you know, say, well, just listen to me for a minute till you fall asleep. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use kind of lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, you know, fr- friendly attitude, and, and I say, geez, this is a miracle of the podcast, and, and if a lot, when I say I carve out a safe place, I'm serious, because it's like, I get to, uh, what is the word, it, it, it'll come to me probably after I stop recording, but uh, foster, I don't know if that's quite the right word, uh, but this, the kindest part of me, because I say, hey, I, I just want to be here and, and help you fall asleep if I can. And you know, and I guess like you see, I go through a lot of reasons that I make this podcast, or why it might work, or how it works. But I guess the one thing is like when I'm here, I'm here. I'm in the back of a climbing closet, not big enough to call it a walk-in closet, because I got to kind of duck down and press against the wall to get by some clothes here. But I'm right here. I'm in the back of a closet. I got a, a raincoat that I got. I think I got the raincoat maybe for when I graduated college. One of those dress raincoats, you know, that, that you get from a relative. I think I think there's only one company that makes those London Fog as far as I know. So probably in 99. How come, what happened to them? You know, how come nobody correct? Is that like, a? did they have a, a vertical monopoly or horizontal one? And, you know, when, where was the trust busting there? All the millions lost on raincoats uh, to wear to work. But those are the kind you get like it's full of anticipation. Oh boy, you're going to, one day, this lad here, he'll be, he'll have a position where he needs a dressy raincoat. Turns out, I think I've, I mean, I've worn it for comedy purposes before. And maybe. I think maybe there was one. I'm not sure if I have a had a situation because it still has the winter lining in it. Maybe I should bust that thing out. I, I guess I, I'm looking. I'm sorry. I got. I guess I got to excuse me, folks. I got to apologize to Raincoat here because it's looking. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, and I guess yeah, it just it's. So uh, you you have unfulfilled potential. I have unfulfilled potential. But you know, Raincoat. And all you listeners out there, it's say, well, I don't know if I could be ashamed. You know, we, well, I guess I've had a journey while you've been in these different closets of my life here. Oh boy, I thought I was going to talk about something else, but I've been, uh, had a little raincoat. I don't know, a raincoat right turn. Huh, what was my point? I mean, my point is that, uh, geez, I'm here in this closet. I'm trying to coalesce. And look at this, I'm even trying to be uh, make amends with my raincoat, because, and and I'm not kidding, you know, it might seem silly to people out there, but I mean, why can't I pat, here, excuse me, one second. I'm gonna reach across, I just patted, I patted the raincoat kindly, the dress shirt, actually there's a dress shirt behind the raincoat trying to reach around to get a pat too, here, I'll give you a little, uh, the, the dress shirt, I actually just did the old finger stroke, you know, ooh, let me feel that material. And no offense to the dress shirt, but the dress shirt has gotten out of the house before. For maybe not in the last ten years, but I know there's been occasions that dress shirt's been worn. You know, probably to a wedding or something. So, so, so. But this is the kind of that Normally, when I'm out, when I'm outside of this closet, and I'm running. You know, I'm like a ping pong ball. You know, and my critic and my unrealistic expectations all that are pinging me around and I'm racing around. And a lot of times I can't, I don't have a safe place to calm down and say, hey, let me just try to be kind to everyone. And believe it or not, the one main thing I've learned from this podcast is, geez. and I say, I say, I say it every once in a while because I learned it from, you know, I like dark humor, even though this podcast doesn't contain a lot of it. You know, it's the best life lesson or one, I guess, I'll, you know, this is, this is, I guess this is straight irony. I went to Catholic school for what, 12 to 16, so it felt like 400 years. And the biggest life lesson, and then I gotta be honest, I, you know, I like the golden rule and the Beatitudes are good too, but the biggest life lesson and the most powerful one for me comes from Punch and Judy. You know, it's nice to be important. But it's important to be nice, and you know it always happens at the end when after everything goes wrong, and I guess that's the moral of that story. Uh, Well, one, don't leave your sausages or children with punch. That's one thing, or anything, or or don't you know, don't stay away from punch, even if you're the dragon or the devil. I think he usually gets the better of those two too. But also, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Uh, But out there, when when I'm running around, I I can forget that. And and that includes yourself, you know. you got to be nice to yourself. That's probably the second best life lesson I learned. As all the nuns and, you know, the sacrifices my parents had to make so they thought I could get a good education where I just battled with the authorities the whole time. But his second great life lesson I learned was from Kyle McLaughlin on Twin Peaks, which I can't really paraphrase correctly. But he said, you know, every, every day, I, I think he was, he was at the diner, he would always get a, a piece of pie, and he would savor that pie. And he would say, you know, you got to do something nice for yourself every day. That's the paraphrase. Give yourself a little gift. And I'm sure Debbie Lee would say, yeah, give yourself a gift of pie every day. Debbie Lee, uh, sponsoring tonight's podcast, give yourself a gift every day. The gift of pie from Debbie Lee. Uh, I, I don't even think it's Debbie Lee. I think it's, that's sweet. That was an accident. They mashed up the two, two, two of the uh, big pie magnates, or, you know, uh, baked, uh, uh, mass-produced baked good magnates. So that's that worked out. Uh, But I guess in this situation, you know, I I can try to be kind to my my, uh, raincoat that's been neglected. As so many things in my life have been, you know, the raincoat being not the least of it. I'm not going to say that. Don't look at me like that. I'm not saying you're the least of my problems, raincoat, or the least of the things I'm ashamed of. Don't worry. You're in the lower third, but probably not the least. Might be the least, though, by the way. Uh, but as an extension of that, I'm trying to be kind to you because I really do know what it's like to be there in the deep, dark night, not being able to sleep and feeling the opposite of kindness or someone saying, hey, let me take your mind off of stuff. Uh, feeling my brain and my critic and my own lack of nuance, you know, kind of go off the wall and, and say, geez, 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 And I still can fall into that trap just as easy, you know. So some nights where I say, Oh, boy, this, you know, I'm never, you know. But I want to take a breath here. I want you to be kind to yourself. And, and in this case, you, you can be kind to yourself. If this podcast works for you, if you can enjoy it, you can be kind to yourself and to me by not doing nothing. Because uh, you don't you don't need to listen to me. You don't have to remember what I say. You can drift to sleep any time. You can drift away. You can come back. You can... You can hear that I'm talking, but you can stop uh, processing it. Or you can listen if, you, if you're feeling a little bit lonely or you're just like temporary, you know, your partner's asleep and you're like, well, I just listen to Scoots for a little while. You know, here, yeah, yeah on your behalf, anyone that's listening, I'm going to, there you go, I'm doing a double, I'm padding the dress shirt and the raincoat. And here, this is a little bit in, more uh, intimate, but... I just uh, sh- sh- stroked gently the inside uh, fabric of the winter, you know, winter fabric on the raincoat. Uh, but that's that's why I'm here. That's why I send my voice. You know, I, I have trouble being kind all the time. But but you say, Geez, well if I've learned anything from Punch and Judy and Twin Peaks, uh, you know, the, the these pillars of uh, modern." you know, moral living, you know, if, if, if pop culture from two different, uh, what do you call those things, uh, centuries have have taught me anything, it's, you know, we got to be a little bit nicer. And at bedtime is an important time to just be nice to yourself. And maybe you could only do that by saying, hey, everybody, let's gather around here and listen to Scoots. He's got a little story for us all. And you know he 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 loves every he loves all the brain parts. Listen to him, he even it's about time somebody started apologizing to the clothes that never get worn. Right? Were you just shaming me about that last week? Right. So he's starting, and maybe I'll learn from him. And he specializes in these interesting stories that are you know tonight he's going to talk about a, a vanilla sized version of Breaking Bad and the Colombian remake. Uh, metastas news and he'll try to learn some spanish and he's full of little uh you know he's he's but but we, he loves entertaining little brain parts and things so i'm gonna lie back here you know if you all want to snuggle with me and then maybe that dies down or maybe you just listen and you don't think about any of just just take a breath or pat yourself or or do nothing but I'll be here for the next, like, 45, 50 minutes. I'll be giving it my all. But my all include rambling on about polka dots or, you know, I mean, raincoat material, you see, she's okay. London, you know, if even if I get mild umbrage, it'll be about London, you know, the great London fog, uh, whatever. And I it's, it just kind of tra- trails off just like so that that's the way my brain kind of works. You know, I'm, a bit in a, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of a London fog right now. Raincoat fog. I got a raincoat brain. I wish that even, uh, that's what makes me laugh, because this is a, but I think that's what I really have a case of. I got a case of raincoat brain right now. But that's it. That's all I want to do is help you fall asleep, take your mind off of stuff, be a little silly, maybe make you laugh, or just like, uh, you know, whatever is not as extreme as a guffaw, you know, but a guffo. So I'm glad you're here. I know it takes a ton of skepticism to listen to anything that's supposed to put you to sleep. This might just put you to sleep, but you're under no obligation to fall asleep or to listen. So I really appreciate you stopping by. I hope you give it a few tries. I hope it works for you. Because uh, I really want to help you fall asleep. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, with the housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepingpodcast.com. Older episodes are on the website. You can email me feedback at com, on Twitter at Dears Scooter, or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. If you want to support the show, go to sleepwithmeepodcast.com slash patron. Uh, Between now and the end of June, we're looking to add just 300 patrons each of those months, which I think is 10 people a day. So if you value the show, if you could just make a decision tomorrow... Uh, to be one of those 10 people or not say, well, no, I'm not going to, that, that's fine either way. But if you remember tomorrow, just say, okay, I'm going to decide. And then, then you, you can kind of tune these out too. You say, well, I'm just, you know, so I said, sleep with me, slash patron. Uh, if you could do that, it'd be a huge help. And I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson from sounds like an earful who edited this episode and does the theme music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor, on our artwork. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on the lullabies. We have a Facebook group at sleepingmepodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank the noderators over there. Rachel to the G, lie, to lie, Julie C., Jennifer B., Alexandra, and Laura. We have a subreddit, and I want to thank F Tacos twice of Latitude, who runs our subreddit over there. It's at sleepingmepodcast.com slash reddit and i believe that's all let's keep this train of moving uh, this is another this is a 44 thread pen run through you know and uh, you know sometimes they say monday send me your stories um, uh, and and then it's you know uh, story swamp says uh, bang 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 come 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 my stories my sugar plum stories You know, I use a lot of uh, river-based metaphors, but I I feel remiss if I didn't use a late creek metaphor or creek story. This one starts with the creek that uh, the creek that needed some ayuda, some help. You know, uh, it's it's Sabido is known, Uh, yeah, 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 you get. Uh, transporte, uh, Lusca, you get it to transport when you look for it. Uh, but you don't look for creeks, you know, when you're looking for transport because I, I think by definition, uh, creeks are shallow. But, but uh, So the pone attention, that puts the attention on deeper, you know, for transport. But I said, what about paper ships, you know? Uh, can't we have some la, that bring us La and Nuestra, the new peace, to bring our, our new peace. That's what Creeks do. Uh, so I tried that, but that was a que no pase nada. Nothing happened with that because they said, well, let's get some paper-based boat transporting on Creeks. Uh, this was back one of my early jobs. in Internet, well, originally it was the National Creek Council, NCC. Then we became the uh, INCC. And then they said, well, what does the N stand for? And he said, oh, International Creek Council. International. And I said, can we change it to the ICC? And they said, that's taken. And they said, oh, boy. Uh, ICG? And they said, no. And so then I said, then I, it took me a while. I said, okay, well we'll just be the International Creek Council. We won't. We'll just say that you know instead of saying ICC. And then that, that was the last time any reporters called. The, and that was it. They, they, and I they had to step down. I mean, I was the only man. Can you believe? I mean, there's a lot of local community creek, you know, fans of community creeks, but it creeks internationally, they're not interla- internationally known you know, uh, creek support to rock the microphone. You know, but uh, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, like, uh, chando, I started throwing out ideas. I said, how can we get... I guess I needed to go to the creeks, you know, go straight to the creeks. Uh, Deimos idea. Sit at a creek and give it some more thoughts. And as usual, I picked a lovely creek. It was called... Uh, what was it called? Uh, I think it was Gara Creek, Claw Creek. You know, down at, if you, you know, need to see me, you'll find me down on Claw Creek if you need me. You know, you, you, just look through the bushes, give me a peek uh, at Claw Creek. And I was thinking of the Claw Creek. I was sitting there listening to it. And I said, Claw Creek, how, how are we going to? How are we gonna creak it up? You know. We got we got to we need to creek creek glory peak creek. They said too bad we couldn't. And he said you don't know what that means, do you? Because he he said I still can't figure that out. They say peak Ted Cruz, peak Bernie Sanders, and I don't I don't know what it means. And why don't they just say they have peaked? You know, Bernie Sanders has because it it's more general. You think that's on purpose, uh, Claw Creek? You know, I'd like to say not a peep, but it was gurgling. You know, gurgling. It had some good rock action. So for a while, I wasn't rambling. I was just sitting there listening to Claw Creek. And that's when I could swear I heard it, heard it. Uh, uh, farandula. And I said, "I sorry, what did you say?" And I said, "Farandula." He said, "I think I'm fine." He said, "Was that you, uh, Agara Creek, uh, Claw Creek, EK Fuey? and what was it you said, uh, f- Farandula?" It's a showtime. Was that mean? You mean Hollywood? And uh, there wasn't an answer. And he said, "Okay, tell me more. Tell, tell me more, Creek. I'm listening, La Creek." And they he said, Fichas, preocupa, veraco, Ablo, losaco." And they took you know they took the translator for forever. Even the rumblefish or whatever you put in your ear. And he said, "I'm preoccupied with chips and boars. Speak it out." And I said, well, and I said to Google Translate, I said, you know, these creeks, they, you know, they speak and work in wonder, wondrous ways, wonderfully confusing ways. And, you know, believe me, I've been interpreting strange things for years now. And so I said, "You can I call you GT, Google Translate? And I said, no, that's taken 10 times over. And I said, can I call you Claw Translate? And I said, no, that doesn't and I said, "Did you say you're preoccupied with the chips, bore? Speak it out. Is that what you said the the Creek said?" And the uh, translate program said, "I said you're but not you, Google Translate. The creeks preoccupied with chips, bore. Speak it out." And I said, "Thank you." And, and it also said, "Showbiz." So I said, "I have my." I said, "Is that my what I am here to work with?" And I was at back my bags. I headed out west because uh, Coah Creek was in the east. It was a creek uh, in Marcellus, New York. And this was all planted in my subconscious, I believe, by the creek. Because uh, all that happened when I was just a little lad. But then I got out to California one time. And I guess I was on a sub, you know, uh, and it wasn't subconscious. It was a late, what is that called? Latent. Uh, I was on a latent quest. I think that'd be you know one of the be a confusing title for, you know, ignorant people like myself, but you see what is this a scooter's fifteenth biography? Well, autobiography, sorry. He he said no but there's been no biographies written about him, but he's written and yeah, this, this is his newest one. It comes out uh Latent Quest. And I said, Yeah, figure it out. I said, But you don't have to. Just buy the book. Then you don't got to figure out. Sells, the book sells itself. Uh, But I got out to California, Los Angeles, and that was there. You know, I saw the showbiz, and then I started thinking, I started just eating chips, like potato chips, chocolate chips, poker chips, just sucking on those. uh, and I said to myself, wait, what's with this sudden? As soon as I got out, I said, I didn't have a chip fixation until I got out to the West Coast. And at the estatura, at the height of my chip problem, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, it was at the height pretty quick. Uh, you know, it wasn't good for my or uh, salud. it wasn't good for my health level. And I was always like, Carajos, you know, what? what is going on with this? So I got a hold of all the NBA all, all the uh, shipping companies. And I said, I got to find a way because I didn't know. So I didn't realize, you know, when you're on a latent quest, you know, it takes a while for you to realize you're on a latent quest. Uh, so I said, I need to descansar rest. And I decided of all places to go out into the, uh, Angeles national forest. And, uh, uh, had a rest uh, uh, by a creek, and the creek said to me, I, I'm positive, it could have been a bird pretending, you know, showing its uh, tweets, but I'm pretty sure it was the creek. It said, Asta Europa, Olympia, con por su cuenta. And luckily I had my, you know, my phone to translate. Uh, not sure how the, my, the little lad translated that, uh, probably imagination Babblefish, you know, Babblefish imagination. But I said, okay, in clean clothes until I checked by your account. I said, is that what you just said to me, Creek? And I I said, I'm pretty sure that's what that Creek said to me. And I said, well, I'm on this quest. I got to save. Oh, and I said, oh, yeah. That's why I'm eating all these chips. I feel worried about the future of Creek's popularity with the damn rivers. And whatever the other ones are. What do you, What else you got that's making you feel down, to Creek, other than rivers? Oh, streams, yeah. With all the fly fishing. They got their own magazine, even, yeah. They're bums, those, those streams. Uh, know-it-alls, I would say. Oh, brooks? Yeah, because they're more high-end than a creek. Of course, you guys are degraded. I don't know, what the heck is a brook? Oh, they babble. Spring fed, you say? Really? And you're not spring fed? You can be. Wait, so brooks are exclusively spring fed? Well, that's weird. Oh yeah, let me introduce myself. Or I could uh, intro, uh, combine hola. Morgan? I was agreeing to say hello to you when you entered. You said your name's Morgan, huh? listen, listo bajo. I'm ready to get under, and then I got in the creek for a little bonding. And I could have sworn when I was lying in the creek, the creek said to me, "Contesta." And I said, you answer. And I said, hold on, I'm pensando, I'm thinking. And I said, I guess I'm out here. I thought when I got out to California, you know, Cito alegre. I'd be happy, you know, I've been happy. But I guess what's been, and I've been eating these chips like crazy and sucking on chips. It's weird, I know. Probably weirder than telling a creek my problems, but not, you know, not by much. But uh, Recursos uh, Terreno Komodo, you know, I've never been comfortable with land resources, you know, being, you know, the great divide of, uh, you know, flowing water rep. You know, everyone's always jugzando, you know, judging creeks unfairly, I feel. And I guess as a little lad, I always said to myself, I'll rara. You know, I'll be the one that alters that. But my problems, you know, uh, and focando, little petty una of focando. I asked once in my life, will I ever be focused? Did you just make a joke? The creek just made a joke, uh, Morgan. The creek. Hey, do you know a creek named uh, Claw Creek? Uh, did because you said tomando los bancos, uh, focus taking in the banks, but you meant your banks. Do creeks have banks? You know, because I no me alcans. I can't afford other um, anybody on K Street to represent creeks in. I guess miners would have liked you. Did they exploit you more than rivers and streams? I can see them in streams, too. Uh, so i got to find a pro Sprindar. I might provide. Maybe we could do something with terre Giverses, you know, to misrepresent the other uh, forms of water, you know, because they say, oh, we transport people. Oh, we do fly fishing. You know, I think our goals would be Entender and Abonar, to make them understand and to pay a little bit. What, what do you, should I You want me just start damming stuff up? What do you think about that? And the creek just was babbling, didn't you? So I said, so that was it. That day forward, poco a poco, uh, Little by little, I started trying to dam up every piece of water I came across. And I would say to the water, I'd say, Paguas, you know, you pay. And urgente todos, it's urgent that all of you pay. Now, it turns out I'm no beaver because I did not uh, do a lot of damming up. I did a lot of damming, uh, you know, with the wor- with my words of rivers. And I said, well, maybe that's all I'm meant to do. So so I spent many years, uh, you know, and one day, Nieto Acuerta, my grandson will probably agree that I just walked the earth uh, Damming bodies of water that are in motion, and I mean, you know, I mean that and that to Don't hold me to it. I know rivers. I mean, I know lakes and stuff move. But I'm talking about all the poor excuses for a creek out there. You know, realmente, really, like uh, De Serca, You look at these things close up, and they don't stand anything against the creek. That's why, you know. You know, I go, uh, that's why I'm anti, anti all those other things. I guess I'm not anti. And I, I guess it's more of, uh, people might say, well, why do you, why are you going to bring the creek up by bringing all the other bodies of water down? And I would say, is that a pun? Because they kind of all are coming down. So then they're all equal. And I said, whoa, that's deep, man. And then some anti-creek said not as deep, you know, creeks aren't deep. And I said, why, why, I oughta. And then I I, I was, and a lot of this was when I was lying in in, in good old Morgan Creek and Claw Creek, which I would return to yearly to, to pay my tributes to. And I would lie there so much that the caracoles, the snails would climb, you know, climb on me. And it kind of felt like they were my pets. I I, I, ima- I imagine they were cleaning me. And they said, geez, we got to order this. We don't even have this kind of thing that'll clear this up. And they said, why would you have snails on your face? And I said, because you know, I'm trying to clean up the creek. And they said, well, what, what nonprofit were you? And they said, no, no, no. The reputation of creeks. Anyway, you can't talk to doctors about this stuff because they just overreact. And it's a prob- problem I Tango. That's a problem I have. But then I went back out once that cleared up. Uh, and I said, uh, volteamos. I'm going to turn, you know, this uh, tide for the creeks. And I tried Otro a Lado, Charlie Maneja, throwing handles and stuff. It, it, you know, that wasn't good. Those were dark years when I was throwing stuff in other uh, waters. I spent a lot of my time in Holando, spinning, you know, spinning my wheels, piensa, bravado, private thinking. I wrote some uh, poetry, huele, you know, about the smells of non-creek, you know, about how much they stink. They tried more organized actividad, you know, activity, like, uh, but that didn't work because people were like, "You're a loon." And Altagama de, Be- de Bujos, uh, you know, high drawing range. They said, "You know, what, what, are you sure these rivers aren't stealing our drinking water? You know, we need to montar mount some studies. They're pulling stuff right out of the water table." And then I said, oh, yeah, the people, the, the people, they say, can't you, couldn't you? And I said, uh, the, and uh, unfortunately, this is where fracking got started. I, I guess I got to admit that that's all my fault. Uh, that, uh, well, the snails told me about all the natural gas and oil. They said, we've been down there. It's packed. And I said, well, maybe I could get them to start just uh, stealing the water from the rivers uh, creeks are probably too shallow for them to get their giant industrial hoses in there. You know, mono, they'd have to do it by hand. They're not going to do that. Uh, so Disculpe uh, uh, Organico. I apologize to all the uh, organic creatures of the world. You know, yeah, halato regalo, regalo. One day I'll buy you. I guess you can't buy ice cream for natural stuff as a gift, but I would. You know, Kosas pasan; these things happen. But I said, hey, let's start draining. You know, I got a hold of some you know big wigs, and you know, believe it or not, these investment types they'll listen to anything crazy if you say if you say oil and natural. Well, now the prices are down. This is when they are high, but they will. You know, a lot of people won't return my calls, but but uh, oil and gas people, when you say, hey, I talked to some snails, and they're telling me that uh, there's all this free oil and gas down there you know, just trapped in Mother Nature's, you know, with, within her bosom, you know, to say, uh, for the taking. Uh, Snails told me all about it, where it is. I, I could draw you a map even. And you might, you might say these people are ladrones, the thieves of Mother Nature, and who are they? And I would say, oh, Labado, I've forgotten who they are. But they started ramping right away. They started ramping up. They said, Well, let's let's get this fracking thing going. And you might say, you know, maybe I lost my Timon, my 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 internal rudder. And precario is precarious, you know, Salgo Harido, I left the world wounded. And, you know, Ponerme, Ferme, Carrito. I'm gonna get a firm cart, you know, Mother Nature, a spanking from Mother Nature. She'll be in furio, uh, and I say you're probably right. You know they've left a lot of the rivers and stuff susia. Uh, quien fue SOS trompa? Like who? Who's cheating? Who? And maybe ganado. Maybe we won the creeks. Uh, you know, give me uh, un minuto. Give me a few thousand minutes to see. And if I'm wrong, suelo uh, rego ohala oh, 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 oh. You know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll beg, you know, for forgiveness. But everybody that's has questions, uh, Baje Los Manos, lower your hands, you know, Yame, Kanso. they get tired talking about this. I guess I don't think it was that a good idea. Alejado you know, to do away with all the other bodies of river, you know, and they say, well, we still have rivers. And they say, yeah, but they're more like, you know, liquid garbage things. Uh, Sparrow, you know, I hope that maybe the Creeks can save us all. If they're Dejo, all we have left. But if I could do it again, Habria, I would have, uh, probably not told, you know, and I shouldn't have shared what the snails told me. But you know, Pornero, Pornero they put the idea in my head. Uh, the oil and gas people were interested. So it's no maravilla, no more wonder you know, they went after that, but the saddest part was, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's my bad, and, and, uh, I went to go see Clark Creek in Faltaba, Clark Creek was missing, and I said, in Terry, I find that my creek is missing, well, to I trust, there's no turning back from, uh, and then someone said, "No, no, no! Uh, ni con amigos. It's, the creek's looking for its friends." And I said, "Was the creek friends with the rivers? Because uh, that's not good. Because I got rid of most of those things." And this was the last. He said, "I was the last." And this was the last snail on earth. It said, "It's." And I said, "They said you got rid of all the rivers and stuff." I said, "Mas o menos, more or less." Uh, but don't dehera, don't tell anybody. And the snail said to me, Espera extra fuerte animo. Uh, you're expected extra strong encouragement. And I said, uh, rego avirsarele, pray tell, pray tell. And the snail said, te lo I swear. And he sw- I said, you swear I'm going to get extra strong encouragement? And the snail said, hey, uh, Miko, come with me. And they said, where are we going? And they say, he said, there's a, uh, the fr- there's a fracking barbecue up the road. And he said, oh, wait, you got?" I said, so where's Claw Creek? And the snail said, uh, you know, and then I realized the snail was smoking a cigar and had on like an ascot and one of those monocles. And he said, I never would have thought snails were capitalist, uh, You know, pig dogs or whatever you want to... I said, that's what the Creeks were talking about. You, you're in with the oil and gas industry? And the snail said, where? And and I said, oh, man. And then the snail said, oh, also you're entitled to like $4 billion. And I said, well, that complicates my emotional uh, relationship with the end of the story. And he said, $4 billion, not dollars, you know. And I said, come on to the barbecue. And they said, what do they have? And he said, you know, dried, you know. And I said, oh, boy, a uh, problem solved in its own unique way. Uh, so that was the end of that. That was the end of that. Said it, said said it, said it, human. Oh, boy. Alright, so we're talking episode forty-four of Metastasis news here. It starts in a tent and a camp a camping prep is going on. Like a little actually glamping, I wouldn't call it camping. And a guy answers the phone, he says, Oh here our glampers are coming. And you see it's Jose, he's driving Gus and Mike. And uh, no, something. Oh no, no. They they go in and it's all Gus. All the glamping is for Gus. And they say no, no, no. Mike doesn't get glamping treatment. He gets a cat. And it, actually, his name's Mario on this is a show. But uh, but they say and then Jose says, "What? This is my. You know, he he. This guy. He's gonna. He, this is his bucket list. Is to go glamping. And he was gonna quote re, remix uh, Flavor flaves you know I'm camping. I'm camping. And, camping. and to say I'm glamping. I'm glamping. That's cold glamping. was the uh? You know I'm stone cold glamping. I took the G's upstate. And they say, well, you're using glamping too many times because he used lamping and camping. And then Jose, and then they said, well, we got to deal with our primary customer here. And then they started giving the Manny Patty to Gus. And Jose was huffing and puffing. And then uh, a show opens. And then Walt is with uh, Killian Murphy. And he's loading up math. Calita, Calita. I think that might be the episode name. And they're talking how much it weighs. And then uh, Walt's like, how is everybody? Jose... Is it, what are they on a vacation and a, com- a company retreat or something? And then these notes don't make it. They said WTF exclamation point. I take my glove and I leave. He pants. Uh, I don't know. I guess like Walt was so irritated. He took his glove and left. And then that it says, uh, what is it called? Uh, I put he pants, B-A-N-T-S. It could be points. You know, my handwriting is so terrible. And then the next note, I mean, these notes are interesting. It says grab, it looks like a word that could be grab equals load. But that doesn't make any sense at all. And then the math. I think this is talking about silly Murphy goes to grab the math. He weighs it. And then Walt pet- pesting him, it must be pestering him. Then we have uh, going on target, Moscara Los Polios. I guess that was uh, oh, going on tangent. Walt's pestering him; he's going on a tangent about Moscara and Los Polios. Uh, but Killian Murphy just ignores Walt. Then we see binoculars. They're on Los Polios uh, International Headquarters. And it's Walt and Henry, and Walt's like, well, is there any? there's nothing to see? What, there's nothing? And then they're talking about The View. And that's a TV show, The View, though, the uh, view that they were viewing. But Henry's not joking around. You know, he's like, this is serious business. Just uh, the view, don't talk to me about The View right now. He goes, because I can't even keep up with who's on there anymore. And uh, he said, this is how you do it. You be serious and you just put the time in and you sit and you view things, but you don't talk about the view because that's the difference. That's a TV show. And he goes, I can't even think. He goes, isn't there another show like the view? And he goes, I can't keep them straight, Walt. And Walt goes, you know, ooh, it's, uh, you know, Los Siento. And then he just watches, wonders who's going on with Walt. Uh, But then Henry does this nice transition move where he says, hey, Walt, what's going on with you? He goes, your problem is my problem. You know, what's with, uh, you know, because Walt just doesn't look good. And Henry just gives him that detective look, you know, more of like, oh. And, that that, you know, I I, I, I don't know if Walt is... uh, he has humility enough to know that he should be cowering the look of a detective. I think just because he, he was late in life to his troublemaking. Uh, then we see but Jose we're back at the glamping, and Jose's there, and he's advocating for Mike to be taken in to some level of luxury. Like, at least a mattress. You know, he said, why is he on a cot, you know, when Gus has a pillow-top mattress? And he talks to the doctor who says, you know, well, Gus is ready to go. This guy, Mike, he can't, you know, he wants to sleep in. You know, we have a luxury expedition now, hiking for you two. And they go through all the treats and all the snacks and everything that Mario and Jose can't have. Also, Jose was wearing, this was interesting. I'm pretty sure he had a t-shirt on with Frank and Furter's lips from, uh, What's that show, the movie called, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Pretty sure those were Tim Curry's lips on it. It was a giant close-up of lips. And they said, those look like Tim Curry's lips to me. And uh, they said that out loud at the grocery store. But then Gus comes out. He's like, yeah, he goes, let's go on this luxury hike. And Jose's like, well, Mike's still sleeping. He goes, well, he's not on the luxury hike. He could walk around, you know. As he goes, he said, "I don't know what their word for working class is, but he did say that." And a uh, glamping, the head of the glamping, you know, the, the greeter, or whatever. He's like, "Gus, it's just such an honor." Where you know they, they really concierge, I think, glamping concierge, glampsierge. And Gus is like, he goes, look, he goes, look at this. He, he's just showing his bling to this guy. The guy's so impressed, and I couldn't tell if he was honestly impressed or faux impressed. And he says goodbye, and then he's like, he just he doesn't even say anything, Jose. That's how, you know, how high-class somebody is when they just leave a room without even addressing people. Or, like me, afraid of all, you know, I just black out from total introversion, and I'll do that. People be like, what a jerk, who does he think he is? He just walked out of the room. But that's my problem. Uh, and then him and Jose, they stop, they go on this little, they start on the hike and, you know, it's like uh, beautiful and they're talking, uh, but Jose's not happy, you know, cause he said, this isn't real hiking because it's like, it is. Uh, then we see uh, Cielo comes home, calls to Morgan, which I hadn't heard a Morgan shout out in a while. So I said, that's good to know. He's still going by Morgan. And then she checks a voicemail. I couldn't tell if it was from Silva or the IRS. And then we see Mr. Silva drinking the coffee. He trips on his rug. That'll be important later. He answers the door. And he tries to kiss Cielo hello. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even letting you kiss me in a greeting way. And they chat and uh, they talk. They talk and chat. First they chat for like four seconds, then they talk. And this guy he he thinks he's an alpha male smooth guy, but he's not. He's a buffoon. Like I said, he probably should be president of a country. And he he's trying to smooth talk Seattle World, like alpha male, you know, macho her. Like talking to something she doesn't want to do of like uh just deal with this IRS stuff or something. So then they disagree, and Cielo gets exasperated. She can't believe what a boob this guy is. And he's still trying to be all smooth, and, uh, de- but also demanding. And Cielo's like, I'm out, bro. You're a jerk. And she's fed up. Cielo bolts fed up. That was what I wrote in red pen. And then she calls, dot, 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 better call. Saul is who she calls. Answer? That sounded like a game Game show. Better call. Uh, what is uh, Saul, Alec? It's Alex again, I told you. Oh, no, the last time you told me it's Alec. I'll take uh, obvious answers for four again, Alec. Uh, but then we see Gus. He rolls up. He goes to see Don Hector to tell him about this glamping vacation. But Don Hector, that's a Salamanca. Don Hector Salamanca. He wants to watch TV. Gus is like, no, 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 I want to talk about me. Pay attention to me. You know, you're, you're, he goes, he says, don't, don't you realize this show's about father figures a lot of times, and maybe you're a strange kind of twisted uh, father figure to me? And he says, no son of mine would go glamping. And he said, oh, my goodness, The the narrative tension here when it's sanitized is just crazy. And then he says, look at this Look at this bling I, I showed to the concierge at the glamping, to, you know. And then they kind of had a laugh. They said, well, that put him in his place. And then he says, you know, I, I paid to, 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 for this glamp ground never to get used by anyone again. You know, Don Eladio, he can't go. You can't go. He goes, I have a glamping getaway just for me. And then he says, "I want you to hold on to this gold rope, so you know that you're now welcome where I glamp." And he goes, okay, again, no son." He goes, "I would never." He goes, "Whatever, that's fine, but enjoy your glamping." And then he says, "And this kid, he goes, he might be able to go." And he shows him Jose. One day he make gl- we make glamp together. He was allowed to observe my glamping, as you know, an observer, a glamping observer. You know, but Jose's nervous and jumpy. He doesn't like being a center of attention. And then they talk more, because Gus, you know, he's just misguided. He says, look at me, Papa. I'm a man now. I go glamping. And down Hector says, "That says it all. Uh, move along. And then Walt's on the road. He's at Henry's house. Killian Murphy's out front. And he gets a dirty look from Walt because Walt says, "What are you doing?" He goes, "He goes, are are you, uh, are you related to Billy Corrigan or Killian Murphy?" And then he gets a dirty look back. And then Gus and Walt drive—not Gus, so uh, Henry—and they're talking secrets. Double question mark. And then they're talking directions. Henry's like giving him new directions. And then they're going to a new spot. Henry says, a laundry, all in caps, I put it, with double exclamation point in red pen. I should note I wrote everything in red pen, though, but not, this is only all caps. Uh, then Walt tries to act like that's, uh, he's like, that's a, well, laundry, that's wacky. And then Henry's like, you don't know anything about the air filters they got at this place. Uh, into something, shipments, and then he says Guido Bermudez. And we see Henry's cap skills. You know, Henry's like this and this. He, Henry's got it all figured out. He ta- I think this is, he talks about odors, he talks about smells. I'm pretty sure he said olfactory. And then Walt drives by the factory and gets lost, and then the, he, he says, oh, we got a flat tire. And then the next thing we see is that Henry's in a turtleneck. Uh, eating ice cream with Junior and Cielo. And then Maria lets Walt in, and they all make fun of Walt, and he kind of plays a buffoon. You know, he plays along because he got a flat tire. And Cielo uh, wonders, I think, uh, do you guys have waffle or sugar combs? Which I was wondering, too. I said, thank goodness that character vocalized that for me. And then they all have laughed. I don't know because I don't know enough Spanish to know. And I, again, I didn't have my uh, magnifying glass or the will to get off the couch in magnify TV, which probably just gave me a headache anyway. And then Cielo gets a call. She has to run out. She says, Cielo. It's all quiet. We see Saul. He's got a red pocket square in. He tells her the plan. And then we're at Silva's door, and a couple of Saul's guys are there, the guy that was like the EPA guy and then the big guy. And they say, hey, we're going to sit down, we're going to help you pay the IRS. And Silva's so sad. And this is the role that's played by Bill Burr in the U.S. And this that guy, the character really takes control. Uh, then we're at the laundry. It's like a normal day at work. And Walt sneaks in uh, via a basket of clothes and then he goes to the lab uh, with Killian and he gets to work, checks the equipment. And we see Jose and Brock are playing video games and Brock's mom's got the snacks. And then Walt shows up at the door and Jose tries to kick Walt out. Walt begs for an answer. And Jose's pretty much like, dude, I'm done with your head games. And Walt begs him. And Walt says, tells him where he was. and what. He, no, that's Jose. Jose must have told him about the glamping and how he had to freaking watch Gus glamp and how, you know, on so many different levels, that sucks. Well, Walt didn't have to do that. So Jose says, get out of here. And then Killian's there, Killian Murphy, as opposed well to other Killians that are in this, man, you know. And he yells at Walt, he says, you need to wait, we need to go see Gus. And he goes, you need to listen to him narrate his glamping trip to make things even." Stevens. And he goes, plus we've had it with you, so we really want you to hear how awesome this glamping is that you'll never get to do. And then you know, Gus says, "You know what? Well, you don't. He, this is told in Gus's mind the biggest burn." He goes, "I'm not going to work with you." He goes, "You're so low on my totem pole. I'm not even going to tell you about my glamping." He goes, "I'm only going to talk, you know, obliquely about it while I fight." He goes, "You're fired, by the way. You know, we're not friends anymore. So I can't tell you all the deep details about my wonderful glamping trip." And Walt won't is not having it, and then he he says, and then, and then Gus says, "Well, I might make Jose cook for me on my next glamping trip," and then he says, nunca, nunca. and then Killian looked confused by that, but Walt's absolutely crushed because he's like, "I can't just sit here and listen to you talk about glamping," and Gus is like, "I think I'm gonna, you know," and then he he's so sad, and then the best part was. Uh, Killian, like, uh, throws some leaves at Walt. Like, he says, hey, have some leaves, buddy. And Walt's like, Ugh. "Uh." Then we get back Saul so, uh, because his two guys, they couldn't get to stuff the IRS with Silva. Uh, so they're in Saul's office, and Walt barges in to meet them. He's talking about Gustavo and... You know, there's, there's this great glamp, the great glamping, great glamping disaster, or a G word that would go there. And Saul says, maybe you need to move, maybe you need to go on your own camping trip, Walt. And Walt says, brilliant, out glamp the glampers. And he goes, I know this vacuum cleaner guy, and on the side he leads, you know, the ultra luxury. That's higher than super luxury. So he goes, call him almost well, like a vacuum guy. What can he goes, it's a cover, you know? For all he goes, you've got to be a celebrity, that's why it's a vacuum cleaner place. And Walt says, I don't believe it. And he goes, Yeah, because you're not famous. So he goes, So exactly. That's how they want a Pleb to react. And Walt says, Okay, I'm willing to give this a shot then. And I think it's CBN, they say, and then one he says, one more thing, Saul. He goes, can you uh, call Gus and say you're Henry and that you're at his glamping place? And then Saul says, maybe. Gracias. It's all good. He likes that trick so good he grabs Walt's head and I thought he was going to kiss him right on the forehead. And then it was this part got strange. Walt went home to get his camping stuff, which I said, dude, you don't need camping stuff for glamping. You just need money. And he said, oh, yeah, I need a bunch of money. And then he couldn't find the dough. He's like, Cielo, we're going on an ultra luxury glamping trip. Where's the money? Donde esta la plata? Where is la plata? And Cielo gets home and he goes, Cielo, donde esta la plata? She goes, there isn't any. And then he's like, no, where's the money? You wasted my money? And he goes, yes, yeah. she goes, I gave it to Ernesto to actually deal with something. And Walton asks, you know, he's like, I've been out, you know, luxury. It's so embarrassing, you know. He says he's going to rise above, you know, into this new level of class. So he's in total pain and humiliation. And, you know, he's like, ah. And Cielo even says, Walter, this is uh, ridiculous. It's about camping and glamping. And then they all have a big laugh about it, Uh, Walt especially. He does, he says, this is, he goes, I feel like I'm in a a Camus novel now. And Ceele says, what is this guy talking? And I says, sorry, I just, uh..." and he's, Walt's laughing, and then the phone rings, and the voicemail picks up, and it's Maria. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so this is episode, season four, episode 11. It opens strange. It's like, what's this total frenetic energy of a reality show? Like one of those total makeover shows. I I think this one was, it was just on back when the show was a total corporate makeover. And so there's a, but it has like this scene where they're talking, you know, the the makeover people are like, well, what are you going to do for Gus? So they're all getting ready. There's even some mourning doves, I heard. And they're in this uh, this tent, uh, ready, inside an old factory, I think symbolically, like Gus is the old factory. In the tent, they're going to give him a a corporate makeover. And then, you know, for extra drama, they had Jesse driving. He's honking the horn because he's like, I'm going to get on TV. Mike's going to get it. He goes, Mike really needs a corporate. Mike needs a total makeover, too. Uh, So they get there and they get Gus out and they start really, you know, getting them ready. Total corporate makeover. But Jesse's like, what about Mike? And he goes, I'd like to get some camera time. But he goes, Mike, he goes, look at this guy. He needs a total makeover. And he says, this man needs help. He he goes, he can't even, he goes, even if for private eye, he goes, he just, look at his pants even. They're polyester. And the workers are like, no, 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 this is what pays our bills. Uh, this guy, he goes, he's a corporate. He really needs a makeover. It might help the bottom line. I mean, it turns out the show was canceled. Jesse was probably right. Uh, then we see Walt, he's weighing in with Tyrus, 40.2-something pounds, 2.5 pounds And then Walt's like, are you are they back from that total corporate makeover shoot yet? And... uh he goes, if Jesse got a makeover, I'm quitting. And Tyrus just says nothing. He's acting all cool, and then he raises every reweighs everything, and he goes, "No, it's forty point two one, bro, not .25. And then Walt's talking, you know, pseudo reality shows, kind of complaining. He calls him a factory farm. Yeah, then we see a binoculars with a view, and it's Walt and Hank. And Walt's just thinking, you know, about this glory life of being on, and, and he says, well, Hank, what are we doing? And Hank says, we're going to sit here and wait and watch this uh, factory farm. He goes to see if there's any factory farm, chicken farm going on. He goes, his next three moves. He goes, oh, what's our next move? And Hank says, our next three moves are sitting here. He goes, that's the job. He goes, it's not supermodels and speedboats like they tell you. And see a reality show producer would probably tell him the same thing. Just get a lot of good tape and then you'll find the story. Well, says, you know anything about uh, any celebrity news? And Nick says, no. He goes, but we need to talk about you, Walt. Well, he goes, you look terrible. And he goes, what's going on? And he goes, uh, you're looking like a macho camacho and you don't think I'm going to bring it up? And he goes, you know, I'm the guy you can talk to. He goes, I don't know if it's gambling or what, but uh he goes, This guy at work, he was into scratching wins and he lost everything. Uh just on scratching wins. And he goes, but he was being really friendly, Hank. He said, you know, if you I'm here if you want to talk about it. And well says, I don't want to talk about it to you or to anyone else. I'm done explaining myself. And I said, Oh snap. Uh, then we go back and we, we see the reality show producer with Jesse They're still pitching Mike. And the guy's like, no, 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 we, we, we're we done with our shoots. We're just getting Gus in makeup and wardrobe. We're going to do some B-roll. Gus walking now. And the, 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 Jesse's the producer knows everything about Jesse, which is impressive to Jesse. He goes. I know everything. He goes. You know for the insurance forms. He goes. You smoke. You drink. You puff. Puff. He goes, but nothing else. He goes. a from mice. Mice, and you got a allergy to that. He goes. I know how much you weigh. He goes. I. I know your shirt jacket size. Not that we would put you in a jacket. And he goes. All right. We're and he goes. We're ready to shoot the B roll. Let's get moving. And then Gus kind of wants it to be even more than soft, you know, soft scripted. Gus wants to script it. So the producer's like, uh oh. And Gus is like, I'd like to find this gold chain while I'm walking. I think it'll be good for the story. And then the, he's like, the talent's getting a little. So that was awkward. But they were friend he, he still knew that Gus had the level to kind of fake defer. Oh, Gus, I'm so glad you're but we got to get this B-roll, great idea, you know, we'll shoot that for sure. And I noticed once they started shooting, there was lots of good bug sounds, and then it's like a hiking episode, because he says, I want to give some words of wisdom to Jesse, too. So he says, oh, Jesse, there are many good ways south, but only one way north, six miles till Texas, and then we'll pick up a ride. Jesse's like six miles walking. He goes, you're not in good shape. You just had a corporate makeover. Won't well, the dust undo that? And Gus winked. And he said, you've done well. Uh, maybe you could get him, you know, maybe you could run a corporation one day. And Jesse says, no, no, no. I, well, only if you know, if you, uh, what do you call it? Give severance package to Mr. White. Uh, then we have Scout. She gets a call from Ted. And Ted seems to leave her with no option. He goes, I can't do it, you know. Uh, he goes, I know that's not what you want to hear, but uh, I can't do it. I can't pay the IRS or whatever. Uh, there's a, it's a long scene with uh, Ted and Skyler where he's just totally made, doing the runaround. And he's like, well, I'll write you a check for 617000 and she's like, what do you mean? He goes, I can't take your money. And he goes, because I can't pay my debt with illicit gambling winnings. It feels wrong. And this guy was like, Dude. see, this guy is a politician. She goes, it feels wrong. She goes, He goes, to me it does. I'm not judging you. I'm just not comfortable with it. And she's like, Ted, you're the one that got us in the mess with you. your lying and, you know, siphoning money. So when did wrong become a problem for you? And this guy, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not point fingers here. Just, I, I did I love people like this. And he goes, let's not blame anything. And she goes, you owe 617 to the government. And she was it's going to make a whole mess for everybody. You're being a jerk. And you're, you're going to lose at this. And so Ted's like, it's fine. He goes, it's fine. And she's like, how are you not following me? And he goes, Well, I, he goes, I just, he goes, I, I, I don't know, I, but I don't want to pay the IRS because I owe the bank and I want to have a nice car and, you know, a, a illusion of wealth. She, she goes, Are you saying you want more money? And then uh, Ted says, And then she says, and then Ted says, Don't twist my words. He goes, "This is about me doing the right thing or something," and then she she goes, "Are you blackmailing me, Ted?" He goes, "Oh no, no, maybe I'm not explaining things." And she goes, "This isn't even the whole money because you bought that stupid Mercedes," and he goes, "Well, I leased it actually." And she says, "Just like you, Ted." And he goes, "I'll pay you back one day," uh, for the Mercedes. She goes, "I don't want you to pay you back. I want you to pay the IRS." And then he says no, and then Skyler says forget it. So then she better call, she calls better calls Saul. Oh, we also saw Ted trip on his carpet. That's important. And Ted is so good and bad. It's just uh, crazy good, crazy bad. And I put Skyler calls Saul. She better. I thought that was witty of myself in my notes. And then we see uh, something, Bridge on the River Kwai on the TV. Hector is watching, I believe. And that's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sir Alec Guinness, I think, on the screen. And Gus rolls up while the train whistles. And it's playing in the background. And Gus is so pleased, you know, about his makeover. He says, look how good I look at not Hector. And he says, I even had this B-roll with this gold chain and I found it. And he goes, they're, he goes, they're still shooting, by the way. He goes, this is the, the boy I'm grooming. He, you know, he was the outcast boy I'm grooming for take, corporate takeover. He goes, I want you to have this gold chain because it reminds me of the gold in your heart. Uh, and he winks for the camera. He said, look at me, Hector. Because he goes, actually, look at the camera, but pretend you're looking at me. So he can get your eyes getting wet. Uh, but Hector looks at Jesse... And then Gus buttons his coat and lease. He goes, that wasn't the C-roll I wanted. And then you could hear the producer and the director sigh, you know, because they said this isn't a reality. It's like a soap opera. Uh, and then Walt rolls up at uh, Hank's house. He honks his horn. Uh, Tyrus is out front. And Walt and Hank, they go for a drive. Walt probes uh, for news. And, you know, Hank's like, they're making small talk. And Walt's like, I just love to watch you make the case. And he goes, yeah, it's like, watch. He goes, this job is boring until it's not, Walt. Walt's like, did you hear anything about a new reality show, Corporate Makeover? And Hank's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, hey, Walt, uh, we're going, we're taking a detour to an industrial laundry I want to check out. Well, it's like, I told you we were going to a chicken farm. He goes, no, 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 this is a, he goes, it's strange. It's owned by magical Electromotive, a German conglomerate. He goes, they also own Gus's Chicken Places. Well, it's like, well, it sounds like a real shot in the dark there, Hank. And Hank says, really, if they're a conglomerate, they own all kinds of businesses. And he goes, I don't know. He goes, uh. He goes, they have this uh, state-of-the-art air filtration system that Gale Bedecker signed for. And he goes, and he had hand-drawn plans for a smash super lab, and Gus Fring's the only one that knows where he was. He goes, this is like starting to feel like three days on, of a condor, which I've never seen. And he goes, this laundry would be a good place to hide a lab. And he says, "Take a turn here." And then Walt says, "What? Oh, what? What?" And then he, he said, "That looks like a dirt road." And then Walt makes a terrible U turn, flattens the car tires. And then we have this ice cream yogurt debate about frozen yogurt and ice cream tasting the same, same. And he says, "I feel sorry for your taste buds." And like, "Well, it's free. Who cares?" And then Marie comes in, and Hank's like, oh, well, it's Mr. Magoo with Hank, the one that can't see where he's going. And he's like, don't run into any walls, Walt. And he's like, well, how are you doing, Hank? And he goes, yeah, well, not bad. Not great either. And he goes, thanks for stopping by. And he goes, sorry about this uh, secret investigation. And Marie's like, yeah, hey, I'm shutting this down. Your Hardy Boys routine is over. And then Junior's like, well, I could do it. And then Hank's like, don't worry, I got my own accessible vehicle. It was with hand control, so I'll be on my own soon. And Skylar gets called. She says, excuse me, it's car wash business. And then it's like, can you talk? Uh, That's Saul. She goes, I can listen. And Saul says, it's good to go. I got my A-team on it. And then there's a knock-knock, which crosses over the scene with Skylar to another scene. And uh, this is a great scene. Bill Burr is a comedian, and and I don't really know that much about him other than that this was a wonderful performance. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. I remember watching the first time. I didn't even know who he was. I was like, that guy's cool, Uh, the character and uh, the playing of it. Uh, And then I learned, and then later I'd say, oh, that's the scene. This is Bill Burr. So I thought that was cool. Uh, he says, Ted he says, hey, Mr. Renneke, we're going to come in. Your, your job's to keep Huell happy, who is this big guy here. And he goes, Huel, are you happy? He goes, reasonably. And he goes, well, we'll make you unhappy. He goes, Ted, not listening. And he goes, okay, Ted, you're going to listen. He goes, so let's get your checkbook, and we're going to walk. And Ted's, you know, not only is he dumb, but he's to know it all. But Bill Burr kind of takes him and he goes, this is a lovely house. He goes, okay, write a check for 617000 And Ted's like, you're kidding me. He goes, "What? what is this about? And he goes, put it, make it out to the IRS. And he goes, this is from Skylar." He goes, you know, Skylar and I have, just, you know, been, been intimate. She's, he goes, this is, a, you know, he's such a jerk. And Bill, Bill's character says, you know, don't worry about that. He goes, uh. And he says, "Like this is just a misunderstanding. Let me get on the phone." And then he goes, uh, "No, no, no, you're misunderstanding this, Mister Benicky." Phone call time's over. It's check writing time. And then Ted's still says, so silent. He he forcefully says, "He says sit down and write." And then Ted writes, and he says, you'll, He goes, "Okay." He goes, "Everything else is filled out. I'm gonna go get the receipts. I'm gonna buy some sandwiches." And we will sit around until the check clears. He goes, unless you don't have cable, it'll be fine. And then if you don't, it's going to be terrible. And then Ted tries to run. He runs off. Uh, Then we have the laundry, and Walt goes, is there a Tyrus? Uh, He gets brought in in uh, dirty laundry. And he says, hey, does this laundry have to be dirty to sneak me in? And Tyrus says, no. He smiles. I liked that. And Walt's in the lab. He's like, someone else cooked here. Uh, then we see Jesse's playing Xbox with Brock uh, and Andrea. Um, then Walt's at the door. He's like, and Jesse. And like, what do you want? And then Walt tries to guilt Jesse. And he's like, I need your help. And Jesse's like, no, 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 man. You go, he goes, you used me up, bro. And Walt's like, don't you know, I'm, you know, he's, taught, he's trying to play the old double father figure on him. And Jesse's like, I want you out of here. He goes, you've been very mean to me. He goes, I want you to leave my house now. And, and then Tyrus sees Walt. Well, he goes, don't ever go to the laundry again and leave Jesse alone. But then then Tyrus uh, picks up Walt and they're waiting for Gus. Gus, gets, Gus, Gus. Gus gets out of his car. It's windy. He's in his jacket. He's glaring. Walt has sunblindness. He says, well, you know what? You're fired. I'm doing my Trump. I think I'm going to go with a Trump reality show now. And he says, you know, I'm taking this seriously. You you're, you're no longer work for the corporation. And then he's kind of playing for the camera. And he's like, Walt, you're, you'll never be on TV again if you mess with me. Uh, then we have uh, Bill Burr and Huell... And Saul trying to put it back together. He's like, I told them you were my A-team. And they say it was was an act of God. You can't account for an act of God. And the check's in the mail. And then uh, Saul's like, oh, hello, Mrs. White. Good news is IR has paid off. Bad news is uh, Ted Beneke ran away. And then there's a knock. And then it's a wall bus in there. And Walt's well, like, it's all I need to start production on a, a competing reality show, right now. Uh, you know, it has to be the highest production quality for you know for reality show budgets. You know, family focus. So, so I could, I think that'll be my thing. That'll beat us. And Walt's well, like, well, you realize that once you're on reality, your life changes forever. You can't go back. And your family and friends, they won't uh, speak to you the same. Well, it's like, I don't care. They can't have Gus more famous than me. And he goes, Well, what about your wife and your son? Do they know? And he goes, I don't care. He goes, Fame for us all. And what will I know a producer. He goes, But you got to pay, you know, you got to pay 60 or 70% of production costs up front for their fee. It was 125 grand. At uh, times of four-day shoot, he goes, you know, 500000 or something cash on the barrelhead. And then Walt goes, here, calls, I uh, uh what's the character's name? Walter says, uh, this is a vacuum company. He goes, yeah, it's a production company. He goes, everybody wants a reality show. You can't just have your number. He goes, it's a quick vanish he goes just call there and tell me you need a Hoover Max extract Pressure Pro model 60 and you'll be you'll be in the reality show business and well it's like well how fast can you go somewhere this guy's a pro you'll be'll'll you'll, you'll be you'll get to air before Gus yeah when he'll copy all of Gus's good ideas too. So just do everything and then well it's like so it's been a pleasure I need you to do one more thing. I need you to do. We need to get Hank and Marie in this. So can you, uh, can you uh, spoof Gus to tell him something? You know that we've got Hank and Marie. So he'll try. That'll be a goose chase. He'll try to get his own Hank and Marie. And was Saul said, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it." And he goes, "Oh, thank you, Saul." And he goes, "Okay. Well, he goes. That's it." And he says, we're in business. And then Walt rushes home. And he goes looking for the money in the crawl space under the house. And he cries he can't find the money. And then he starts laughing hysterically, you know, as he realizes the folly of his dream. And Skylar cries because she said, I thought you were a normal person. I didn't know you had fame crazy. And then Marie calls. She's like, we're doing a reality show, a third reality show, a Marie and Hank reality show. And that's crazy. And then Walt laughs even more because he's like, you got to be kidding me. And then there's this amazing shot at the end, uh, uh, similar to one from a famous movie but different, where the camera slowly pulls out towards the ceiling with Walt's face framed in the... uh, the square and the floor, and the camera just keeps rising up and up with Walt laughing and staring and his, his head's frame, the frame's within a frame as the camera rises or pulls out or whatever they did. is amazing, amazing shit at the end. And that's how the episode closes. And I just want to run through some sweet DJs. Thank some DJs on here. Uh, Don Marie, that, that's, a, that's a great DJ. Zoe Zora, another one. Dystopian, long-time fan of that station. And Andrea G. I know that's Austin Radio there. Keep it weird, Austin. Austin, 3.1459755. Keep it weird, Austin. Because I don't even, Pi Radio, they said, well, let's keep it mathematic." Oh, sorry, sorry, wrong. I was supposed to be, I guess I got the wrong job. Uh, Echotextual Carry, that's a, that's a good radio station. Check that one out. K-A-L-W, that's a great one. Uh, Lindsay over a podcast playlist, uh, CBC. I mean, that's, that's, there's some respect. What do you say about that? How about Burst Your Bubble Podcast? That's a good radio. That's a, like a radio station. Morgan M., that's a good DJ. Rachel O. to the sea. she she's, she runs Tiny Kittens Radio. Tiny Kittens, all kittens, all the time. Always tiny, always cute. Tiny Kittens Radio. Uh, how about Totally Original Radio? That's where your boyfriends live, Totally Original Radio. Another good DJ, Angela M., she's top quality rocking the drones how about jag j a g radio it's uh, it's in it's a bilingual radio all the time all the all the good stuff jag radio uh, this is another famous d j lady zoidberg i'd listen to her no matter where it was another good one this i think is a uh a, a drive time d j jelly sock that's a classic Then we have, you know, big thinkers, some of them, uh, Paul, 1138. You see, that's a classic, but uh, this is Paul Radio, 1138 on your AM dial. This is a good call-in show. You should check out Dr. Kimberly. And usually she sleeps, but you could still call in, get her voicemail. You say, hey, Dr. Kimberly, what's the difference between a boil and a burr? But uh, I don't know if they, this is just a great, great radio show. And then there's Blair and Calgary. All Calgary all the time, but mostly Blair. Blair Radio. Anybody used to when when's Scooter going to get sick of this? Probably never. I don't think I will. Here's another real radio person. Uh, uh, so I don't want to uh, out their real names. This is a real radio person. But I'll say JB over at CBC. Uh you know that uh, that's another classic. You catch it in the morning. Information morning. If you listen to that, you'll know who I'm talking about. How about uh This is a good one. If you're learning to cook, Chef Stacy Radio. Uh, all cooking, uh, all 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 hard. Chef Stacy Radio. How about Posty and Over. It sounds like an earful. That's a radio show. Uh, M S C. That's uh, that's another good one. Here's another one: Taco Rocket Radio. Taco Rocket Radio rolls right out of my mouth. There, uh, losing my humanity. I don't think you did. You're losing, you're examining my humanity. Radio and, and losing my humanity. Radio. How about Mandy? She 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 runs Kiwi Shavers Radio. All Kiwi Shavers all the time. Uh, Wendy Seagull. You can figure out what that is. Bird, Carrying birds of birds of a feather. Stick together on Wendy Seagull Radio, uh, Christian J saying hey, it's uh, early morning with the Christian J show. And then we have C J uh, Carolyn J. She she works at uh, 99.7 The Widget. Uh, that's another classic station, 99.7 The Widget. Uh, this is C J on your AM or oh, FM dial. Uh, Emma P. She's in the Gilmore Girls. Uh, it's, it's a new station, For maybe it's a team, the Gilmore Girls. But uh, she runs it there. Uh, Michael W. He's in. This is Michael W. Radio. All oh, Michael W. All the time. Can't get enough of that. Nocturne. That's a podcast. That's uh, Vanessa. Thank you. Illusion away. That's a nug. That you know. Good. Everybody nug. Uh, Lisa. It's all ease all the time. At least the radio. Lie, to lie she she's It's all uh, Lie to Lie all the time. Lie to Lie Radio. Uh, Michelle M., she's checking it out. Uh, we podcast playlist recommendation. How about Sasha V. Radio? Also, I uh, can't do that. I've done that too many times. Sasha V. Radio, that sounds like a kind of radio. What's the designer radio? Sasha V. Radio. Oh no, I'm a I'm a robot actually. Oh, okay, Sasha V Radio. She's a robot. Uh, how about Dan Dan? That's my. This is not Dan. He works on this radio station called Dan Dan, the Mechanical Man. I'm not sure the radio station. That's the DJ. Thanks. Oh, uh, Wendy C. That's another classic DJ. Great. L R. He's spreading the bore word on bore word Radio. Thanks, Al. Uh, Luan D., that's a, 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 I forgot the name of the station. That's another good, good, uh. Uh, Caroline S., she, she's on, uh, her and Gavin have a show called, uh, Kiss Me Call to Say. It's in a relationship show. It's a good one, though. Uh, Ellie has a Good Times Radio. Uh, Georgia H. has a podcast slumber party. You should check that out, of course. Oh, this is another Elisa's on uh, Swords XD Radio. All swords, cross, all cross swords with these all the time. Uh, swords XD Radio. Uh, Spacer has a show, French Horn in the Morn. it's called. That's one of my favorite morning shows. Tiffany, she's got a good one too. It's called uh, uh, In a Hammock with Spider-Man. Ra- I think it's like an outside-the-box show, kind of like this one. Uh, Chaos TV, that's all I got to say. Chaos TV Radio. let say, uh, sorry, it's TV, it's TV on the radio, sir. Uh, Sarah HB, uh, she, she's in the end of the, sem- end of the semester radio. Thank you and good night. Uh, Laura B, she's done in, in a couple of uh, Jim Robbie and the Wanderers podcasts. So that's actually you know, something that's. So that's Laura B. Uh, Richard H., he's on Reddit Radio, Reddit Radio, all Reddit all the time. Vinky, that's another, that's just a DJ that's everywhere, they're so good. Lil B., that's another, you know, classic, classic DJ. Uh, Wendy C., she's on Share Love Radio. Michaela, she's on Future Famous Author Radio, all books all the time. Future Author Radio. Eric's on Tessa Podcast Radio. Calm, my good buddy Calm, C to the O to the L to the M Radio. Uh, Jane L., she's on Real Time Radio. Thanks, Jane L. Angus, he's in, uh, fixing some breakfast. It's Good Stuff Radio. Oh, Kim H., she's a journalist. She she does the Nub Report. That's, that's, that's always good to know what's going on with my Nub. Oh Curtis, he's call, they call him the human velociraptor at his radio station. That's I mean, that's great. Cross, that's a crisscross radio. That'll make you jump, jump. Uh BK radio, uh you know, all BK all the time. BK radio. Hey, thanks everybody.